0: everybody, and welcome to an exciting edition of Words, Images, and Worlds. I always say they're exciting. I'm always excited to be here in the Zoom space. And today I am talking with comics creator, legend, uh, a person that's been around for uh, a little while in the comics industry, and that is Mick Gray. May I call you Mick? Is that okay? Yes,
1: you can, Jason. Nice to meet you, and uh, it's great to be here today. I uh, I always love talking about this stuff because it's been, I mean it's it's hard to even believe sometimes that i've been doing this
0: over 30 years you know and oh, yeah you, just, you go my god where'd that time go but and and i love the space you're in uh glad to share the video as well as the audio that's completely yeah, FTE, this is but the
1: studio you're looking at the studio love but this, it. Is, this is only the studio from the last three years so not many comics have been created in this in this room uh this table uh to my side is a table that's lots of comic book stuff done on it Mm -hmm. Uh, and um but um I lived in San Jose California for 60 of my years and most all my comic book stuff was done in San Jose and now I'm down uh, near Monterey now we moved three years ago and
0: my my little studio here is just wonderful I love it yeah yeah it's a good space are there so you've got the table are there fixtures are there things that just have to be in the studio that just get you flowing creatively music Definitely. is the
1: only thing I need I'm a music fanatic an insane music fanatic if I wasn't working in comics I would have to be working somehow in music um, my hobby is a thing called k radio and every Friday night I broadcast four hours live on Zoom here. Um, a, a different concept. Every Friday night's a different concept in music. And uh, we have a, an amazing gang that's growing every every time. Through the pandemic, I was doing three nights a week of k Radio. I blame and, you. Uh, I don't uh, blame you. It was a lot of fun, <laughs> um, but it really was a lot of work because I was creating concepts. Like one night, uh, our last one we did was covers versus originals. So uh, four hours of songs, that you heard the original version and you heard a cool cover of it too, you know, and so mm-hmm. I have to put them together too. So it takes time to do that, but and then I have guests. I, I've over the years I've met many musicians, so um, uh, I have guests on and get. In, I interview them and it's it's a it's a blast. It's a blast. Very cool. So that's my Very hobby, cool. um, and I'm kind of moving out of comics because I'm pretty much semi-retired now, but um, I'm still doing comics. Um, yeah. The uh, the the big one that uh just finished i'll just throw it out there is uh is the most i think one of the questions was what's one of the most important comics or something like that you worked on but (laughs) this one is the most exciting one i think in my 30 years was um it's pete townsend's lifehouse graphic novel 150 pages uh square bound it'll be in the who box set deluxe super deluxe box set that comes out later this year and what it is is a 50 year dream of pete townsend who is the originator the main member of the who um he wanted to do this as a rock opera uh, right after tommy and they thought he was crazy that he thought they everybody thought the cr- story was crazy so he almost had a nervous breakdown because he wanted to do it so bad and it just got put on hold and they just said just put out the music and so huh. if everybody know if you know anything about the who the great one of the greatest rock um uh, albums ever is who's next so that's the soundtrack to lifehouse uh wow. and so that got put out sort of not it's not the complete all the music that should be in lifehouse but in the new box set that'll come out it'll have our fi- 150 page graphic novel uh that's done awesome. with uh, uh I, w- I worked with two artists two different pencilers on it uh, uh um Oh, why am I blanking on their names, Um, James Harvey um, was the original guy that kind of sat down with Pete Townsend and put together multiple scripts to make it the perfect story that Pete wanted to hear and then. um, James left and uh, they brought on Max Prentice we who finished the art with me and i'm like I say i'm an inker. that's all I do, Um, and so I inked it all and. uh, Hold on for a second, I'll just show you a, I'll give you a... Oh my goodness, thank you so much. A little preview. Nobody, not many people have seen this stuff at all, so get ready. Now this is my pencils on a double page spread. And this is, this is, um, the main character in the book is a girl by the name of Mary. And Pete writes a great song about Mary that should be included in it. And that's her uh, sleeping on a pile of, uh, of costumes it's she's in a costume closet there i love it and it's very very european in style i had never worked in that style before and it was very demanding and highly detailed we did it tiny it wasn't done two to one as most comics if people know about comics the way they're made we do them twice up so you're, Mm -hmm. you're working two times the size that you see in the book this one was inked entirely one to one and it was crazy detail, crazy detail. Can't then see I'll, that. I'll show you one more page. Here's colors on it, and this looks wonderful. If you know the song "I'm Going Mobile" by the Who, well, that's uh-huh. what they're going mobile in, and is that big old RV right there? They're driving down the road in it. Love it.
0: And Love the marriage of music I, and comics. I
1: tell you, man, it, it's the most exciting thing I've ever worked on. I'm so jazzed to uh possibly if it all works out I'll get to meet Pete Townsend in at one point nice that's what that's my big dream right now <laughs> yeah but, but uh it's uh it's a pretty it's a pretty uh exciting thing uh they just saw a printed I, not physically but I, my publisher sent me a print uh a scan of a print the printed um sample that he got and it just looks so cool I should be getting maybe getting them Uh, my copies in the mail in june and then we'll be start hearing a lot about it in the uh, uh in in the media um i think they're gonna do a big um panel or something in san diego i won't be there but um i think they're gonna promote it down there somehow and hopefully it should be out in multiple ways too it shouldn't it won't just be in the who um deluxe box Set. it'll also be um Mondo, have you ever heard of the company Mondo? Mondo makes yeah. real specialty um, vinyl products, so they might put it out with maybe a, a some demos in on CD or in vinyl on the back of the book, maybe because the book is twelve by twelve. It's 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 the format is square to to be the same size as a piece of, uh, piece of vinyl too. So so that's I'm just when I that project was started four years ago and i dropped everything problem probably the main reason why i'm not, i haven't really heard or, nor worked for dc comics um is because of that because i took it and i went i'm not letting anything get in the way of this i'm going to work on this until it's done well everything happened in the last four years too um they mm-hmm. took it from it was originally intended to be put out on heavy metal um that fell through um then there was problems and it got put on hold for a year almost so we just i just finished the inks maybe um two months ago something like that and i love how you
0: had it as your background it was like you were immersed in that world
1: (laughs) i (laughs) let me tell you jason i mean i've been immersed in that thing for four years as much as i love it i couldn't stop thinking about it because people would call me hey could you ink this book and i'd be like I don't want to take anything on that's going to get in the way of me finishing this. This is my dream project that I'm doing right now and I want to finish it and do it right. So, it all worked out. It all worked out. I took on a few little projects in the middle there,
0: but And and may I share it on the the YouTube and the Interwebs and all the things those yeah. glimpses yeah. fantastic. Thank you. I
1: mean, um, you know, don't uh, I don't know how much you should take those images and use them anywhere else but within your oh, no, no. in our no. interview that's just fine I think yeah uh, no just like I, I say it <laughs> hasn't been seen that much so I don't know I don't think I'll get in trouble for showing it to you here but um but yeah if it's just if the images start showing up a lot of places I don't know I don't I don't care <laughs> it's done I'm promoting the damn book for the people come on
0: yeah, yeah, and it looks amazing. It
1: looks. Oh, amazing. thank you. Um, yeah. the, the, I can't remember the colorist's name because he was added onto the book at the end, but he really nailed um, the. I wanted it to be. I wanted to. I was hoping it would look very pastel and very European, um, and it did. Um, the I had dreams before this project started. Um, oh, I would like to. It wouldn't it be neat after thirty years to work on something European? And something independent. I've never worked on either, really. I, all my projects really prior, I mean, mo, a little bit Andy stuff before I got at DC, but mostly it was 30 years of DC comics. Yeah. And uh, then that dream came true. I got this great European looking um, lifehouse project. And then I worked with a fellow by the name of Michael Finn on this fantastic dream project of his called uh, Liberty Brigade that had <laughs> all sorts. It was all kind of um, lost superheroes, you know, from the 30s, you know, that were never used, you know, very much. You didn't see them very much. So they were public domain superheroes. And so he had everybody on that thing. I was working with my old pal Barry Kitson a lot on that. I got to ink Ramona Fr- Fradden on that, one of the great Indi- uh inker ladies of comic book history, and all sorts of little things there. So that was fantastic. So I got, I've, Pretty much, James, uh, Jason. I've worked on my dreams for thirty years.
0: You know, it's been awesome. been always that way. You know, so. And may it continue. I mean, I, I hope oh, so. you know, you know I want to. Rolling.
1: I, I want to continue doing it. I love inking, but like I say, I don't want to. I don't want to go on. I don't want to work under deadline anymore. I'm just. Yeah. I'm just sick of it. it. It just almost killed me. I had, you know, my hand. Mm. I've always had, you know, possibly. I don't know if it was carpal tunnel or not because all the all you do with, with a brush is you go like this that's pretty right. much what you're doing is that and so that if you know anything about carpal tunnel where well, the way you get it is by doing minimal movement you know and so i have ache in my hand and it it generally doesn't bother me when i'm working but yeah. you know but i can feel it all the time and uh you know I do, eh,
0: i've had a good run i'll kick back yeah. now. definitely definitely yeah um do, doing the passion things, no deadlines, no deadlines. So what I want, man. Now uh, you you started at DC around the time that probably around the time that I started reading comics, and that was Batmania, like the whole late eighties, early nineties, and, and yeah, that whole It was a
1: crazy thing. time. I mean, I came out of uh, a little San Jose company called Slave Labor Graphics, and he sold a book to DC Comics called the Griffin. And the Griffin got published by DC in a square, bound, one of the early square bound graphic novel books too, uh, maybe around 90 or something like that. And when that happened, they hired a guy by the name of Mark McKenna on to ink that re ink the book because it was originally done on in the indie uh, slave labor version. And so I he called me from New Jersey and said, Hey, you want to co-ink this book you want to help me and I was like how would I do that you're in New Jersey I'm in California he goes oh I just stick pages in a you know a a FedEx box every day and send them to you and you ink them and send them back to the office in New York and I went that's the way it's done he goes yeah that's the way all comics are done they're done around the world this way we just stick pages in a box and send them to wherever they are and so for 30 years that's the way I did comics I worked with Mayo in Italy on the joker book uh, i worked with uh j.h williams for eight years on all sorts of bat books like you say that's how was my first first books in uh dc comics was with him jumping around a little bit before we got on the batman book but then uh we worked on what was it batman 550 which was you mentioned uh, kelly jones earlier um that was a, kind of backing him up on that one book and uh um, we did like one issue of that and then we got we started getting more bat books like the Legends of the Dark Knight and things like that with and J.H Williams, um was perfect for Batman. I mean, he has that he has that dark shadowy feel to him and he really knew how to do that really good and it was it was a fantastic thing. so, that was really the start of my career was when i met jh williams at a convention sat next to him he noticed that i was working on something that he liked and i noticed something he was working on and he didn't like his inker. and so we went oh why don't we try out see if we, we worked good together in eight years um that was a that was a really good run learned so much from that guy i think he's one of the top five guys in the business there's nobody that's quite like J.H. Williams. He, he. I always tell the stories of, you know, we work, We did the book Promethea with uh, Alan oh, Moore. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. And I remember once, that was 30 issues. That was a big run. And I remember once working on it, and he calls me one time and he goes, I'm, I, th- I don't think I'm going to need you on this issue because I'm going to do kind of a Van Gogh tribute. And I kind of just went, oh, okay, you got, that sounds cool. And sure enough, freaking perfect he just did a did a homage to Van Gogh I mean that's the kind of artist J.H. Williams is he gets it in his mind boom he can do it you know so yeah working on Batman at DC Comics was on and off through J.H. Then I get with Barry Kitson and we do a bunch of uh, Legion of Superheroes stuff together. We do 20, 25 issues, I think, of Legion of Superheroes together. Barry Kitson, like I say to this day, I still work with him on and off, because he all the thing about me and pencilers is I work with pencilers that don't need inkers. They're so good, they can do whatever they wanna do. And then I get to ink them. And, and if I can make one of these guys happy, that's the most amazing thing in the world because they know how to ink they don't need to do it i'm just really there because there's a time maybe time constraints or whatever you know so when i got with barry same kind of thing he's an amazing artist amazing inker, um but i but he trusts me so to this day uh we just did some of that liberty brigade stuff together and he's fantastic but then um i think he went over to marvel for a while and there were some problems over there and i ran back to dc Mm-hmm. and i worked with my buddy ryan sook for a while who i probably one of my favorite artists in the business ryan sook he's another guy doesn't need an inker, but so he went off and did his thing and um at you know i jumped around a lot i've i've must have inked i'll i'll just read off some artists that i've worked with JH yeah. is Barry barry kitson ryan sook Patrick Gleason, Emma Lupacino, uh, Scott McDaniel's, uh, Marco Rudy, Frank Scirocco, Norman Felkley, Lieber, you know, I mean, mayo you know, I, it's crazy how many the great artists. Worked. Yeah, I mean, I've worked with I've worked with Mark Buckingham. I've worked with. There's so many great ones, but at one point, and a, a fellow that was my editor, that was me and JH's editor. Peter Tomasi wasn't even writing at the time, um, he was just the editor and he knew me. And uh, he calls me one day he goes, Hey, I'm writing now. And I'm working with this guy, this new guy, Patrick Gleason. Um, we're gonna do Batman and Robin, do you want to come on with us?
0: And I the was great
1: like, Oh, God, you gotta be kidding me. I'm there if you want me. Well, that turns out to be the longest run I've ever worked on with anybody. Me and Pat worked at least i think it was over eight years but it was about 50 issues it was batman and robin robin son of batman superman uh and then he went digital at that point and said don't need you anymore mick take it easy and so so that was the end of end of my that's the thing about being an inker; you got to be ready for those i always was looking for the long-term uh partnerships and i did good I got a lot of long-term partnerships but um but working on batman and robin was the really really was probably the most important thing to me at the time because i am a huge batman fan i love batman batman is like so, so i have a i have a batmobile collection i have like 30 different models of batmobiles and I mean, I I, I just love that stuff so much. And the book Batman and Robin was so special, too, because it was about a father who didn't know how to be a father and a son that didn't know how to be a son. And to get getting them together and the emotion that was behind it, it was unbelievable. It was the the, Peter Tomasi's writing was just phenomenal. It should have won more awards
0: than it did, you know. Yeah, very very enjoyable series. I enjoyed that one a lot. And visually stunning. Yeah, great team.
1: Great team. John Calise colored most of that stuff and turned out fantastic. And uh, it was just a great
0: run. It was a great run. And Promethea, visually stunning. And I mean... (laughs) Promethea was another (laughs) thing. Otherworldly. Yeah, Yeah. that was was on another level,
1: Jason. I mean, Promethea, the, the thing I always say about how that that got started was uh Alex Ross and Alan Alan uh, Moore were together trying to put together America's best comics which that came out on who who are we gonna have what what artist teams are we gonna get here and well I always say people think that Alan is kind of uh mystical and he really I think he really is because the people he picked just were perfect for each one of the books i sat on a panel once with the everybody from america's best on the panel and each one of them said the same thing where how did he know that i like like you know kevin nolan how did he know i, I wanted to draw cows out in the middle of uh kansas you know and sure enough this was part of his storyline you know and each yeah. one of the artists said that and when it came to j.h williams on promethea j.h williams had that kind of uh, ethereal feel to it. He wanted to go in that direction and sure enough, they, he got the perfect guy for that too. Um, the majority of Promethea, if you've ever looked at the book is double page spreads. There's, there's, there's very little of the, of the 30 issues that are, um, single pages. So it was expansive. We always said it's, it's like, uh, looking at, um, letterbox film almost, you know,
0: <laughs>
1: and, uh, it was the team was so connected um jh williams is more than a penciler he's everything but he's a director and he would i i would get pages from him and they'd you know i'd get the physical page penciled and i was ready to ink it but on the top or around the sides he'd have notes written around the sides of what he wanted to see and if he wanted something special he would send me all sorts of reference and it was uh I learned so much i can't say it enough from jh williams he's a powerhouse i i can almost say he's a genius illustrator you know i mean genius is is thrown around a lot but they, yeah i yeah
0: he is you know and, and to to work with him to pair with him i mean I, I recognize your humility but uh you bring a lot to that table that table back there actually um <laughs> i mean yeah it, to, it,
1: you know i try um but i always say that i'm i'm not a um an anchor with a style i don't want to be an anchor with a style i want to be a chameleon i want to take the penciler's style and capture it that's what i always Mm -hmm. say because i love getting that phone call saying oh my god that's exactly what i wanted to see now if you think of somebody like uh terry austin the, the, the the legend anchor um that inked through the 70s um he had a look he when you looked at the book you went oh terry austin inked this book you know mm-hmm. I, and i kind of hope that you can't tell that it's me on books because i want you to see j.h williams i want you to see Mayo, i want you to see barry kitson i want you to see patrick Galison. you know that's and it's just just the
0: way i've always been you know lifting what's on the page kind of uh, yeah,
1: yeah
0: musically like celebrating that voice right yeah yeah, yeah, so
1: true, but it's fun. I like that. I like to be an interpreter. I like to be uh, the person that that takes that and goes, okay, this is. I'm pretty sure this is what he wants here. You know, I'm I'm always thinking about that penciler, not thinking about what I want it to look like. You know, what? Uh, oh, maybe I can make this better because I don't consider myself an artist. I can't pencil a page. I'm not a penciler. I I mean, I do. Uh, you know, I've done a you know a book called Albie Mouse's episodarian which is a ch- children's book, K- uh, ABC book. And mm-hmm. My character, Albie Mouse, is very simple, just a little cartoon, you know. That's about as much as I can pencil. If I when I look at the guys that I've worked with, I go, I can't even come close to what they've done. So for me, it's a total honor to be able to wow, oh, at least I know this this skill that I can help them finish the book and that's the coolest thing in the world
0: and it sounds like you've gotten to work on characters that you love with people that you've appreciated working with
1: every one of them 30 years of almost almost every character at dc i mean i've done batman superman wonder woman green lantern uh, uh name a couple and i'll tell you if i'm i'm pretty sure i've probably at least touched them at one time flash you know oh, yeah the biggest project i ever worked on as far as money goes you know, comics really don't make that much money unless you're mm-hmm. in the top, the number one book in the country or whatever. That's when you might make some good royalties. And I worked on a book with mayo once called The Joker. And the mm-hmm. Joker graphic novel came out right after the Dark Knight uh, movie. Mm-hmm. And uh, and Hugh, uh, what's his, uh, excuse me, what his name? Uh, what was the guy that played Joker's name again? I'm Heath mistaken. Ledger. Yeah, Heath Ledger kills himself. Yeah, yeah. It's the saddest thing in the world because our book had the Joker character sitting in a room with drugs all over the floor and whatever Mm it and people flocked to the book because number one, they kind of thought it was a. Adaption of the film, but our book was done before the film. And we're pretty sure, I've never heard this for sure, but we're pretty sure that the director, uh, Christopher Nolan, saw Liebermejo's Joker designs and used it for Heath Ledger. Um, That's never been confirmed, but I've always wanted maybe Nolan to do a little forward in a new version of that book or whatever. But anyways, because of these sad situations and because it's great art, um, that book sold I've never heard actual numbers, but I'm I'm going to guess 400,000 copies in hardbound, maybe 500,000 in full, you know, with soft cover, it's still selling today, I still get royalties off of it today. So I've never worked on anything. <laughs> everything else, you know, you get the DC royalty sheet and it lists everything and everything's like, oh, five cents on this book, oh, five cents on this book, you got, I have like, if you look at my DC royalty sheet, it's got maybe 300 books in print that's a good thing about dc too they keep a lot of books in print Mm -hmm,
0: mm -hmm.
1: you run down this this and then all of a sudden it's the joker and it's like the percentage the largest percentage of your check you're getting is from that every time since 2000 when did it come out 2009 or whatever so it's Mm -hmm. always oh it continually is the best-selling book that i've ever worked on so cheers to lee burmejo and Mm -hmm. uh and everybody on that book, because it was something special, man. That um, was Brian
0: Nazarello? Brian Nazarello. Right? Yeah, yeah. Sorry, yeah. Sorry Brian. <laughs> but but um, yeah,
1: that uh, that was crazy.
0: remember, of course, I've been a comics fan for since I could read, basically. And I remember when, first of all, when Heath Ledger got cast, and I was like, really? And then I saw the teaser, and I was like, oh, wow because of the way he took that on so scary looking oh yeah and and then when he passed away you know just the almost again like really like what just happened yeah Um, so yeah i i the book
1: also is very graphic it's very Mm -hmm. graphic it's i mean i was almost when i was working on it i had my daughter was about eight or ten maybe I'd be embarrassed she'd walk in the room and there'd be something going on on the page and I hey don't come in here right now this you don't want to see this you know. yeah yeah (laughs) and I mean it was always it was that was one of those love hate books for me because it was always a little bit embarrassing I never wanted to work on anything i'm not I don't like violence that much that's a very violent graphic sexually graphic everything about it it's an adult adult book probably one of the most adult books you know it's up there with uh uh, you know killing joke and the other stuff that dc's Mm -hmm. done but i mean um i and then the book's the most successful thing i've ever worked on it's kind of a it's it's tough to even to mentally go wow i love getting this money on this book that i wasn't you know, we had nothing to do with the people working on. it. I loved all the people. But that's that some of that subject matter just wasn't in my wheelhouse. I don't like that, you know, but yeah, yeah, I I can do about it. it. Specifically, at that time of my life, I had no choice about Oh, I don't think I'm going to take that I'm going to kick back. No, I wasn't financially well enough off.
0: I had to take the work, you know. So it's kind of weird it's one of those I very often read right before bed it's not that's not a book that I read right before no bed. No, no I have to be in a very special
1: not for frame the of kid. mind and, 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 and um you know people also say about Promethea you know they'll come up to me and go oh well I'm a I'm a I'm an Alan Moore fan but I I've never grasped that and I always that one on a different on a way different level I just say well, if you're an Alan Moore fan, you have to read this because this is his favorite subject matter. You 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 have to buy it and put it on your shelf. And when you're ready to read it, it'll be there because it's very spiritual and very it is in its graphic, too, in places. But mm-hmm. it's really, you know, deeply into spiritual, spirituality, you know, which not many comic books are written in that realm at all. You know, so you just Pretty, get along like, for yeah, the I've, ride yeah i've worked on some
0: (laughs) intense stuff man i tell you man as we're coming down to our last couple of minutes um as i mentioned i'm on a unfortunately time zoom and i don't want to don't want the iron curtain to drop um celebrating your your time of not worrying about deadlines i always like to ask about like what's next what's coming up conventions things like that uh what's what's on the playlist What's happening I, I, uh, know, on the I'm, playlist?
1: Like I say, I'm pretty much, um, I'm pretty much uh, semi-retired, so I don't have anything um, wh- that I'm going to be working on now. I kind of, like I say, I kind of play around with my KMC radio now, which I'm into, but uh, um, it's you know, well, I if it comes along, if somebody yeah. asks me to do a project that I'm have time to do and they're going to give me time, I'm there probably.
0: But, but what is really on the playlist? What's the music? What's the jam? Oh, oh, well, yeah. <laughs> um, I was yeah, you're actually talking about music. Um, I'm talking about it on both levels. <laughs> well, the
1: next K-Mix show is yeah. part two of the covers versus originals, because I had six hours of it que- queued up, and then um, people start requesting to, on the show. They come up, hey, here's another one. And so we now have eight hours more so it's actually going to be a three-part show so i think uh next friday on k make radio will be part two and uh (laughs) and then on the the, another one that's going to be fun is um, um on june 8th this is going to be a little weird but if you've ever heard of an artist by the name of graham parsons graham parsons was a was kind of the cosmic um Cosmic uh, outlaw country guy. He was the first guy, really, prior to Willie Nelson and all these guys, to really do kind of rock and roll, rock and country, you know, country rock kind of mm-hmm. stuff. And he's the guy that found Emmy Lou Harris, too, if you've ever heard of her. But, anyways, he lived and died a very strange life. And he died in a motel room in Joshua Tree, down in California. And I'm going to go down on June 8th and stay in that motel room and broadcast KMIC radio live from that hotel room and play graham parsons music and talk about his life a little bit so that's going to be a little weird i've never done anything like that but i've always wanted to go
0: to this place so a journey into to musical history
1: history nice. yeah um they say the places could be haunted and i'm not sure i don't i don't know if i <laughs> i'm gonna talk yeah. very positively about graham so that we don't run into any weird situations, but uh, yeah, that's on on June eighth. And if you wanna uh, check out Kmic Radio, you just uh, uh friend me on Kate uh, on uh, Facebook. Uh, you are if you're on Facebook, you can just
0: go to the Kmic Radio group, and I'll sign you up there.
1: And uh, yeah,
0: cool, cool. And we'll make sure to, to link it when I share this. Heck yeah. Um, So that folks can check it out. And um, thanks for taking some time to talk with me. And just to say, you know, you've been a part of a lot of people's reading lives. And and thanks to the ongoing work. And as you mentioned, DC Comics keeps things in print. uh, I mean, that's going to go on for a long time to come as well. I hope so. DC
1: is so good at that. You know, some of the other companies aren't as good at at keeping things in print. And I appreciate them so much because as I grow older when i get that little even little royalty check in the mail i'm like wow these guys are great they even keep these things and that that book wasn't made for years they keep it in in print so long so i appreciate them Yeah,
0: yeah absolutely well i appreciate you and appreciate Thank your time. you
1: jason it's been great talking to you
0: great to talk to you as well and looking forward to all of the the musical and comics things to come
1: awesome man keep your eye open for Lifehouse; should be out on universal uh music very soon
0: very very cool thank you so much okay buddy